Hello and welcome to today's edition of the Chapter by Chapter podcast. I am your host, Will Cowan. With me is my good friend and co-host, Steve. I forgot to say that we're doing the great hunt. We're doing the great hunt, everybody. We're doing, we're, hey, it's us. We're doing the great hunt. It's a new week. Brand new. It's our week. third week. Third week, third season. Things are lining up. The moons and the suns are all coming together. I mean, are they? You know who else is coming together? Rand, Matt, and Perrin in today's chapter. Uh, here's a, this is this chapter was a lot of fun for me because it made me think of one thing, and made me think of camping. Yeah, I, it. I get that. I was camping last week. I was out there, roasted potatoes. What do you do when you go camping? Like, what are the like like the Ooh. things that you make sure you do when you go camping? Like, what's the X, Y, and Z? You know, the ABCs. First thing, gather firewood. You're going to need a lot of Mm. it. You get it? First thing. Second thing, you start chopping it up with an axe. You're going to want (laughs) to pre-make little tinfoil bundles of potato, veggies, vegetables, legumes. Sure. Put whatever you want in there. I don't really fuck with meat when I'm not camping, especially when I'm camping. So I might get a little veggie dog going but necessities bocce ball let me tell you you don't want to play me in bocce ball you'll lose (laughs) beersby that's another one you put a beer on a stick and you throw a frisbee at it it's great old time gotta have it so what i'm noticing here is you've gone for the food and you've gone for the games but you haven't mentioned anything about like surf survival skills it sounds like you packed half the a... car already <laughs> no it's because here's the thing i always bring a hand drum with me like a jambe like a big like a big bong that is important when it doesn't know what i'm that, talking about that, that scares that keeps all the sasquatch away and any yeah, other they potential hate threats because Let... they think it's war drums keeps the trollocs <laughs> out <laughs> little known fact <laughs> in uh in the in the albertan bc forest you got to bring a jimbe or any sort of or any sort of like hand drum and that keeps you that keeps you safe. That keeps you safe. Camping so like, in all in all seriousness, everything I just said is absolutely my camping one oh one. It is to is a it is a big part of my camping protocol. And I was camping about a week and a half ago. And here's the thing. There was suspicious signs of Sasquatch activity in the area. I'm just saying. There were a bunch of trees. Here's the thing. One of the things with a Sasquatch is you'll notice, you'll see trees, the way that they're bent. It's a very odd odd way that these trees are bent, and then they continue to grow that way. Okay, okay. It's a a Sasquatch that's doing it, first of all. Another thing that I found around the campsite (laughs) is we found a bone that had been gnawed. Now, anything could gnaw bone. Mm -hmm. Most things won't. But maybe a highly intelligent creature that's maybe trying to, I don't know, whittle his teeth down or something. I don't know. I'm pretty sure there was Sasquatch there. I played drum beats all through the night, and I kept them away. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, everybody, we're safe. Look, brought my brought, brought my drum beats. Where it's all going to be good. You know, those are good things to carry. What do you, t- what on a scale of like, on a scale of one to cheese and bread, how, do you, how would you mm-hmm. rate like the camping 
setup that the, our group in this chapter has going on. Like we're talking Rand, we're talking Matt, we're talking Perrin, and we're talking all the Shinarans. Shinarans. I mean, it's it's really good. I think it's a pretty good. Well, I mean, like I, it's kind of a dumb question to ask. I know because this is a this is a military crew. They are trained in this sort of stuff. In fact, this whole beginning of the chapter, like Ingtar is barking orders for the whole thing about camp. You know, he's taking, he's, he's lead, you know? Yeah. He's just like, okay, put all food away before you go to bed. <laughs> if you leave it out, bears will get it. Uno, Maybe, get put the it drops. in your car. Get Everyone the put drops, their Uno. fire out. Make sure you put your fire out before you go to bed. Hot embers. Are still fire, put them out. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got a down pack. Actually, there's a there's one more thing I want to talk about before we talk about uh, what leads into Ingtar in a conversation with Land, uh, with or conversation with Rand and Ingtar is uh, Uno starts off the chapter kind of complaining about the woman that he saw in the fairy town. And the town that would happen right after where the mirror jaw got the stake stabbed through his eyes. I don't think we mentioned it last week in the other chapters, but it's worth mentioning now because it's the first thing this chapter opens up with is Uno going like, I saw that lady. I I saw her. You can't tell me I didn't see her. You guys got to tell me like you, you guys got to be aware of this. Who do you think that lady is? My personal I opinion. I think it probably is Lanfear. Maybe not released. Maybe Lanfear is in this like, you know, ghost. I mean, it's got, it's, yeah, it's got to be Lanfear. It's got to be ghosts of Lanfear. Yeah, right. She's like astral projecting out to be spooky. I guess. I don't know. Because <laughs> it's not really. I, I don't know. It's not going to be. It's not Moraine. It's not a nameless green Azure. For a hot second, I thought it w- might have been Leandrin, but then I was like, no, Leandrin's still at. Faldera, like she, she can't just disappear like that, you know. Maybe it's Pat and Fane in a wig. Could be Pat and Fane in a wig. <laughs> he's trying because you know he's going under the radar. He's he's trying. He's it's like oh brother, where art thou, right? But much less songs. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just basically just Pat and Fane though. Okay, kind of like it's Pat and Fane three- just like. <laughs> Yeah, Pat and Fane, everybody like, doing his best George Clooney, and he's you know he's got a wig on, and he's riding through the countryside. He's a dapper Dan man. I don't know. We haven't seen Pat and Fane for a while, so I gotta go off of what well, I gotta go off of, which is not much. We we see him in this chapter, and we'll get we'll get to talking about him near near the end here, because uh, what happens with him in this chapter is actually like fucking hardcore, and I don't want to miss it. So the second thing that happens after this uh, original thing with Uno and the Lanfear lady, we don't know, maybe it's Lanfear, is that Inktar comes up to Ran. And he's like, look, man, I'm going to have a conversation with you, like like everybody does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm going to lay some out, something out for you. And Ran's like, oh, jeez. Oh, Why you got to... You know what? Rand is kind of like a Morty. But like, yeah, 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 yeah. he's very whiny and annoying. Yeah, it's yeah. Like Luke Skywalker. Is... Oh, in the first, yeah. in the first, in in Star Wars, in Star Wars, in Star Wars, because that's the name of that movie. I was Not gonna the go down he's... to Tashi Station and pick up some power converters. I mean, sure. Not the one where he's like, 
Give me that nip. Give me that nipple, alien. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. So Inktar comes up to him, and he's like, "Look, man, if I go down, it's over, and you gotta take you gotta take charge." And Rand's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And Inktar's like, "Nope, no, take this bundle by the like, and you're in charge." Nope, nope, not not at all. Actually, uh, in fact, I'd. Pretty sure I am going to die, and yeah, <laughs> you will have this whole army. It'll be that's yours. that's the thing. It's like the, I this is such a red flag for me with Ingtar. Like it just seems like Ingtar is going to die at some well, point. Well, there is and a Rand's there is to... a part where Robert Jordan specifies that uh, when Ingtar is saying this, that he says it with like a con- a concerned look on his face. Or something to that extent, where it's just as well, if he knows, as if he knows that he's most likely not going to come back from this one alive. See, the thing that I picked up from with, with the writing was that Ingtar says this in a way that a soldier would just like accept orders. You know what I mean? Like a soldier would just be like, "Oh yeah, this is how this this is how this situation is just going to roll. You're going to be in control. You're going to be in charge." And uh, then if you die, somebody else is going to be in charge. It just keeps on rolling down that way. And the way that Robert Jordan just says it, it's like, oh, he's he's heard of odd orders before. So, like, he's he's used to this, which makes me think, like, how many children has Inktar have has Inktar told? Like, hey, if I die, you're you're running the show. And it's like an eight year old. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, this is a little kid. Like, what? <laughs> He he's most likely not normally going to to young boys, young adults for this uh for the leadership role. It's probably more your Unos. You know, yep. those types of guys, but Rand because he's a magical uh, little boy, he uh he's he's exempt there. But Inktar goes to further on explain how there is a, a you know, the next guy who's in order after Rand dies, like he knows. He knows as well too. And then the guy after that guy knows too. Like there's a whole chain of succession for each person mm-hmm. in this in this whole army or whatever this is, and who knows right to, right down to the last guy, right down to right down to the guy that just like has to go pick up the arrows that gets yeah. that, that just gets lodged in the trees. Arrow retrieval. There's, a, there's absolutely like a chain bill. of succession, and that's another thing that's said here is. Uh, everybody knows of this. Everybody knows that Rand's going to be second in command if Ingtar falls. And so everybody's just kind of like, okay with it. Maybe not yeah, except, okay with it, but like... Uno, is Uno. probably isn't because he's probably next in charge after Rand dies. Yeah, he's like, I can't fucking wait. I can't Little. wait. I'm gonna, this, he's going to fail so bad. He's going to fuck oh, yeah. this up. And I'm going to clean this place up. You guys wouldn't believe it'd be a completely different troop. If uh, I was in charge of this place, you wouldn't believe the things I would do. Reading this I'd come chapter, up with a portable poop system. Porta potties for all. Uno, 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 uno. Taco Tuesday. Pizza Friday. Uh, reading this chapter, I. I think I'm starting to feel for Rand a little bit more because it's just one thing after another. Like you're the chosen one. Oh, now you're going to have to lead this troop. If this guy dies, like it just seems like he gets no choice in the matter. He doesn't everywhere he, doesn't want he goes. It. And like, he doesn't have any choice. No, he doesn't want it. 
And he is being kind of a Luke Skywalker-y butt, young Luke Skywalker-y butt, but I, I understand it. He's way more reluctant to I do get this it, because you know, like, I don't, he doesn't, he doesn't trust the eyes to die. He, he, I don't think he trusts anybody at this point. Mm. He thinks everybody's kind of, kind of coming out to get him. And I think that's your first step to the dark side. It always is. Fear. Yep. Leads to. Leads to hate. No, leads to anger. Anger. Anger leads anger to leads hate. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to charcuterie boards. <laughs> Or in some cases, hate leads to Eminem's older catalog, which isn't a great thing. <laughs> I mean, I respect it, but when people really, when they're fueled by hatred and they're just listening to that Slim Shady over and over, you know, good things don't happen. Oh, yeah. Because I'm Slim Shady because I'm the real Shady. All the other Slim Shady are just my martini. How about that? Nice. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh. So after that conversation, Matt takes the bundle that Inktar just thrusts upon him and goes to, retires into the forest, and is uh, and unfolds it, and it's the dragon banner. Yeah, Matt's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah, Matt just bursts out of the f- forest. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of Kramer entrance entrances in this yeah. book so far. Like, Land's got one, and now Matt's got one where he opens up the thing, and almost immediately, Matt's out of the bushes, going like, "What you got there?" Yeah. What the fuck is this? <laughs> you don't. Wait, you, you like wearing. You like. <laughs> Matt's like, for real? You got a dragon you're banner? You're into flags you now? Cool. Yeah. It's like when your buddy yeah. shows up and he's just wearing like a, a red bandana now on his head. And you're like, okay. I feel like that's personal. I think that's a personal attack on me because I when you saw me last, I was wearing a bandana. It, it's like, it what are you? Color. Just in the bloods now? <laughs> you know? I don't know. <laughs> And what made you go red? You know, uh, it was available. That's that's what it comes down I used to. Wear a green bandana. Look, Rand- all the time. Rand- it's an odd point in my life, but really, it was the only bandana I had. Um. So yeah, Matt comes out and he starts making fun of Rand for the uh, for the flag for the banner. He's like, uh, "You're a dick. Look at that. Look at that banner. <laughs> You're a dick." <laughs> no, it is. It is like that thing, though. It is. It's kind of like. It's kind of like a you know. Everyone needs everyone needs a friend like that. It's like a reality check. It's like yeah, I don't know. I feel no, like well, like you were you're that friend for me exactly. But unfortunately, I wasn't there when you went through high school. So like you probably had a point in high school where you started dressing like Neo from the Matrix. I don't know if you did or not, but I would probably say there is a point where you showed up at school with like black sunglasses and like a black duster and just like and dyed your hair black and like didn't say anything about it and everyone and everyone was just like what's going on and you need a friend to, to be there to be like listen dude you're not I, I i i get it i get it i like the matrix a lot too it's great but you can't just start dressing like neo people think it's weird i really needed you in that moment in my life it's off-putting i don't want to talk about it <laughs> i don't want to talk about it people everyone loves say- the matrix People, is that it definitely people happened. don't want to be friends with the Matrix, though. You know what I mean? Why not? Why not? You're testing, testing your reality, man. How do you know everything's real? It's okay, because I'm just okay. saying I'm, I'm here now. One. I'm here Look now. my sunglasses. I can let you know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking out for you. Matt's looking out for Rand. My sunglasses. It's okay. I Listen, I get it. I want to dress like Neo, too. Neo's cool, man. Sunglasses. Neo looks cool. But we can't. We can't you can't dress like Neo. It's like when you see a guy wear dressed like an Assassin's Creed character. Like every 
I'm sure I'm sure there's lots of people. I'm sure there's lots of people who've witnessed this, but it's happened to me it's happened to me a few times actually, where I get on the train or something and there's a and there's a guy just just dressed like an assassin Assassin's Creed what's that guy's name? Like SEO or something? Yeah, Ezio. Yeah, I saw a guy on the train just in full Assassin's Creed thing with the hood pu- pulled over his face. And he's just like, you know, he's looking at his phone. He's checking Reddit. And I'm like, okay. All right, but what's what's happening? <laughs> maybe I should have maybe I should have been dressed like Neo. I don't know. Uh, no, I think you're right. I think you need to be in people's life a little bit more. I think you should take up like a life coaching sort of position in, in people's I'll lives. I'll take any position because yeah. I don't have many right now. So, like, yeah, I'll do that. If anyone wants to pay me for that, I will do it. Hey, man, I'll get you. I'll get you in contact with some people that could definitely use your help. We've got some. We've got some people. So, if, that's a long winded saying. Long winded saying. Long winded way of saying that Matt is making fun of Rand. And there's this whole argument that Rand. No, he's not making fun Matt, of Matt. I have, we have. He's 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 checking him. At the beginning, he is. He, he at he's the beginning, him. he is. He's like, he's, he is making fun of him. Just like I thought, you're like, look at those fancy duds, and now you got a banner. Yo, you think you're like top shit around here? Little does Matt though. Little does Matt know though, and we know this because we got spoiled by art everywhere. Is that Matt's gonna get a sweet coat mm-hmm. and Matt's gonna get a sweet yep. hat? All right, even fancier. So, so even fancier. So even though you're saying all this and saying that. I dressing up like Neo in high school was off-putting. Everybody's going to start doing it eventually. Okay. If we just, if you just, if you just stick to it and you're the trendsetter, that's it. Then you're a winner, baby. It's, it's you're a winner, baby. <laughs> and there's that new Matrix movie coming too, so who knows? It might become in vogue again. Time to pull out the duster. Time to pull it out. Is Keanu Reeves going right? to be in that new Matrix movie, or is it a full reboot? I think he is. I think. I I think he is going to be in it, but I don't think it's going to be Keanu Re- I don't think it's going to be Neo. Well, that's weird. Yeah, I think it's going I think Neo will be a program by the machines, like some sort of preser like preservated or uh uh preserved version digitally that they connect with in some sort of way. Look, I love the Matrix. You know what's crazy? I can talk all day about the Matrix. It's like I think I feel like Keanu Reeves has finally started to age. I feel like he didn't age for a long time, but now it's happening. Now you see pictures of him, and like it looked. If, Bill and Ted in the new Bill and Ted movie. He, I still haven't seen once that. You took the facial hair away. Uh, once you take the facial hair away, he got like ten years older. Yeah. He look. He didn't look. He didn't look bad. I don't want to say he looked bad. But he no, but older. he just looked older. He's, sure he's looked movie. like 37 for a long time. And Forever. Yeah. Since like and, and now he's starting to, you know, now he's starting to look a little older. He had a long, he had a long yeah. uh, Tony Stark phase, you know? He had a long Robert Downey Jr. salt and pepper phase. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm, I mean, he which I'm slowly too. going into. I'm slowly making my way into that right now. I can't wait. My beard. I'm seeing it. Yeah. I'm seeing it, but it, it, but it, it works. Like, I think you need a couple more years of like full on stress and depression before you get that salt and pepper. Really? Well, I'm working on it. All right. Really? <laughs> so, so we'll see. I, yeah, I surprisingly don't have much, many grays in my, uh, in my beard, my head, top of my head though. It was, oh boy, there's a lot in there. 
I get my hair cut, and barbers are always like, oh, oh, wow, this is great. look at all these, you have so many gray hairs. And I'm always like, fuck, you fucking asshole. Cool. Th- Don't say Thanks, that. Thanks, dick. I noticed you put on 10 pounds, too, while we're at it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I would never say that. Okay, let's move along here. So, uh, Matt, Rand, and Perrin. Perrin shows up as well, and they have a discussion. And Rand basically lays out, like, look, man, like, I'm sorry that I was a dick. Like, but all this shit is being thrust upon me and i found out that i could channel matt's like you can channel baron's like you can channel so yeah i could channel and they're like well fuck we don't want to hang out with you right now because you might explode yeah and they're all like they're super (laughs) off-put by it and they they cannot believe it but does everyone know that perrin can turn into a wolf the perrin's a wolf boy do they know that i i think he's keeping that close to the chest but i don't that's why i think parents a little bit more understanding cuz like the last thing he says to matt is or says to rand is like sometimes you can't outrun this like if i were you i'd take that banner and bury it or burn it or something and then high tail your ass out to the fucking ocean and keep running like which is terrible fuck which that's is terrible advice that's why you do not take advice terrible from advice. woodland critters because even though they mean well they live a completely different lifestyle, completely different habitat. It's a whole different world. You cannot trust them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that Christmas. Look, I got a whole bunch I got a whole bunch of Disney movies that beg to differ. First of all, okay? I've seen that Christmas South Park special where all the woodland critters turn on everyone. That isn't good. I've seen a lot of movies about That's werewolves. That's a good movie. I've That's read a, a lot episode. of books about werewolves. Silver Bullet, Stephen King. All right. Underworld 3, Rise of the Lycans. <laughs> All right. I know what's happening. Camping with a djembe? Oh, yeah. Look, man. Sasquatch country? No, <laughs> you can't hide it from me. <laughs> I got my eyes open. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of selfish. Um, I'm not selfish. It's just that's not good advice for Rand. But then he says, like, sometimes you just can't outrun it. And that's upsetting. And, you know, yeah, you have to deal with what your problems is, uh, what your problems are. And I think that Word. also is parent. Word, parent. Yeah. That's what they tell me. That's what they tell me. But, you know, I'm still running. Here, here, here I am running away. Still running, listening um, to the flock of seagulls, you know, because I, I ran so far away. Uh, I think parents just a little more understanding of the situation. But still, at the end of the day, like he can channel and if anybody else in that crew in that crew like the shinarans or anything like that they're gonna murk him like no question about it according to them yeah, i don't know take him out maybe maybe Inktar has got a soft spot to him and he'll be like no 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 he's on our side like i got a good feeling but in every single way any any male that can channel that that guy's got to be executed or gentled like asap um and at the end of this whole thing Rand takes the bundle He's like, all right, I'm not going to run. And he goes and uh, sits by the fire or like sits. I don't think they have fires, actually. Or just sits with. No, uh, fire hasn't been invented. Fire hasn't been invented yet. No, it's uh, way before fire. You know, we got a couple yeah, more yeah. turns of the wheel before we get to fire. Yeah. Uh, they yep. can shoot out of their hands, though. They don't know what it is. They think it's just like. Yeah. They call it hot light. <laughs> yeah. They call it, yeah, they call it spice. <laughs> spice beam. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that hot light. <laughs> ah! I will say one thing I'm becoming more increasingly disappointed with is the uh, the choices of nutrition and and everything that everyone's eating in this book so far, and they, and especially in this chapter, 
They sit down. There's a lot of bread. There's a lot of meat with that bread. There's been no mention of cheese. And I'm starting to question if we know what the fuck we're talking about at all. I am really... We, built an entire, we, might have, we may have built an entire brand around something that doesn't even exist. I know, I know. But we're going to stick with it. We are the bread and cheese elite. Yeah, exactly. Okay. People, the the people, listen, we get the likes on the Twitter. We get the likes on the Instagram. People know. People know. They like the cheese, man. They know. We all love cheese. We all like cheese. We all What's like What's your favorite bread. type of cheese? What's your favorite type of cheese? I'm a Gouda guy. I like Gouda. I feel like you're just saying that, though. Are no, you no, just no. saying that? Everyone like, just says that. Smoked Gouda. Have you ever had, like, smoked Gouda? That's good. Of course and, I have. And then you... And then you like you get it just like a little bit melted on a cracker, or maybe like oh. a like a like a uh, you take like a baguette, you cut it into oh. little like wedges, you know, just ah! little like little like discs. You mm. know, you cut it up. Speaking my language, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, then you yeah. put it on a cooking sheet, throw that in the oven for like ten minutes, mm. right? And then you pull it out. Just toast it up just a little bit, and then you just put in a little bit of gouda, smoked gouda with it. Maybe, maybe like a little bit of um. You might you want to do like, like your a, own little bruschetta mix too. Even like maybe that's some chopped up uh, tomato, yeah. some onion. Maybe that's a little. Now you're talking. Know, some some some. Maybe some olives. I don't know. Whatever you're feeling, you just get it in there. Spice. Maybe a little spice on it. You can make mm, that. Man, I'm getting hungry. You can make that baguette like a, a garlic baguette. You know, like uh, put a little bit. Yeah. Of, garlic butter on it mm. Mm. wow i love cheese this made me really hungry i don't know what my favorite type of cheese is but there's so many good cheeses i like asiago i like a blue cheese but i really like it just a simple marble cheese too mm. Mm. i i'm a big fan of uh feta when it's done when, when it's added oh! correctly when it's added correctly feta. goat goat yeah. cheese mm. Mm. good what shit about brie cheese i don't think i've had brie cheese you know what? Oof. I might have. You bake a we- you bake a wheel of brie cheese, and um, and it gets like a thick coating on the outside with a gooey inner, and you get a nice you nice know, get a little cracker dip, just- or a French French bread dip. Mm. Oh, wow. I am I love- hungry. <laughs> Which, well, that's great because we're only halfway through this chapter so far. <laughs> it is great. It's awesome. Uh, so the second half of this chapter, uh, wrapping up where Rand just goes, sits down with Loyal and Huron and they're like, Hey buddy. And he's like, hello, I'm going to go to sleep. And I'm sad. They're like, cool. Uh, and then it jumps to Pat and Fane and, uh, he's putting all his disguises away, all his wigs. So that he's, uh, fucking, <laughs> yeah, he's just... it, it basically just cuts to a Disney villain in a cave full of skulls. Look, taking stock of all of his costumes. This this part of the wigs. chapter got fucking dark, though. Like, what did you think of that? Yeah, th- it did. I, what I thought is that this was another point that I need to call out you saying that this is a preteen series or some sh- horse shit. You're totally there's right. not going to be violence. You're totally right. And I deserve right. that call out. Yeah. I do, def- you do. You do. Yeah. And Because time and time again, we're being proven wrong because this was gruesome shit happening. Listen, I just watched a new Mortal Kombat movie, and I saw that flying lady get chopped right in half. Sorry, it's spoilers, but they were like, G-g-g-g-g-g. and this is gorier. This is this is more upsetting. They they killed an entire village of people, these Trollocs and Pat and Fane and Dark Friends. Just murked them. Yeah, and not only killed them, but like... Ate them. Specifically... Yeah, but not even... But cracked ate them like open, half of them. Cracked sometimes. them open like melons. Like they... They toy with them. 
like sometimes my cat right finds a mouse and it's upsetting because they you know they just like play with it they bat it around they sit on it that's they put their butt right on it <laughs> and and you're just like why are you guys doing that to that thing it's still alive and they're having fun but it's not fun it's not fun for the mouse and this wasn't fun it was fun for the trollocs it wasn't fun for the villagers but i'm sure the trollocs <laughs> Sure, the trolls had a great time. <laughs> good, good old time. Good old. Time. There's a uh, there's another point here where Pat and Fane is like, oh, the trollocs are going to eat them, and that's what they do. But the mirror draws, they have their own type of fun with the humans. And what the fuck does that mean? It means that they make them play as the second character in the Gears of War campaign. <laughs> they don't get to be Marcus. They have to be Dom or whoever it is, whichever one you're playing. And it's never as fun if you're not the main guy. You're not even in the cutscenes. No. Half the time. No, no. But you're just there inexplicably. Just like in the background. I don't know. I Yeah. <laughs> that's great. That's a that's a brilliant answer. I love that. Um there's a couple of things that's mentioned here. Uh it's it mentions here that Pat and Fane uh followed the group from Emmonsfield all the way to Shadar Logoth and it makes me, like it refers to a thing that happened at Shadar Logoth, but we don't know what it is. You know, yeah. it seems like something happened to Pat and Fane in Shadar Logoth. Maybe he's, you know, even more tainted than he was before. Like, it's apparently he's been a dark friend for years, years and years and years and well, years. Well, ch- <clears throat> chances are it had something to do with what's that guy's name? Was who's the guy over there in, in Shadar Logoth? Uh, you know, what I'm talking about that guy that lives there. Remember him? I know who you're talking about. I can't remember the name. It's got something to do with him, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, it's got to do with him. Maybe he's pos- maybe that guy's possessing Pat and Fane in some sort of way, something like that. What was his ma- name Mor- Morgoth? What's yeah, that his name Mordeth. Maybe Mordeth sounds right. More, yeah, more Mordeth. Because Morgoth, we've got that wrong before. I think Morgoth is Lord of the Rings. Morgoth is Lord of the Rings. Um, so Mordeth is something. I, that sounds closer. Closer to the mark. Uh, and also to that fact, Pat and Fane has Matt Steger. So that might throw some extra taintiness in Pat and Fane. Oh, yeah. He's tainted up. Maybe he has a reverse effect, though. I don't know. Maybe you're so tainty that it's that it's good. He's getting untainted? It's untainty. Uh, okay. Also, the this whole thing, I want to go back to the, the mentions in this chapter of the mirror drill that was, that was uh, nailed up on the door. Okay crucified on the door through the eyes through the eye holes and because there was several mentions of that in this book and again like who could do that how who who could possibly do that and i want to ask you who do you think did that i think pat and fane did i thought i thought it said that in the book pat and fane he he didn't like that yeah i I think he didn't like that mirror draw because the mirror draw was like barking his own orders and he was complaining about how pat and fane and the trollocs were running the show so pat and fane just got upset and just stabbed a bunch of spikes through his eyes and left him as kind of like and left him partly just like i hate you and i i I want you dead and also to like oh that'll spook that'll spook out the the crew that's following us i know they're coming I must not have caught that. I was really hoping that it was going to be Tom somehow, just fucking shit up along the way, you know? Kind of like, like on a, a world tour, just like, Gah-gang! just <laughs> finds a mural and stabs him in the eyes. Yeah, he's like, uh, uh, nails he's him, like, crucifies like him on the wall, and then he just starts playing. He just starts playing My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Now, that's a comic book series loop. if I ever heard one. You know, the Tom, <laughs> the Adventures of Tom, and he's just slaying yeah. Mirdral, like left, right, and center in the forest. And that's another thing here that. 
that I've noticed about this chapter is that the forest, this entire world seems 10 times, maybe even 50 times more dangerous than it did in Eye of the World. Just everything, like back when they were like on the road to Camelin and all that stuff, it seemed like, okay, you know, we're relatively safe. We're still like out in the wilderness and things can happen. But now Trollocs seem to be everywhere. Uh, Angtar is like, we got to hide in like this cave over here or like in this, uh, like we have to hide in certain places when we camp. Pat and Fane. Everyone is... put on your tree costumes. You'll see <laughs> in your packs, I've given you all a brown bark tree trunk suit. Put that on. And, and I have uh, divided you those up. Those of you with. By species. Those of you with. I would like the ferns. <laughs> divided by species. <laughs> Taking charge. Decidu- deciduous. On the left. I want the evergreens Everyone on with- point. Scouting. If you have substantial hair, you're going to dye it green. Otherwise, you will find a leaf wig. <laughs> Please put it on. <laughs> Remain in tree pose for 10 hours. Listen, I've been doing a lot of yoga, and fucking sometimes they're like, just stay in tree pose. You're like, so long. And you're what like, the fuck? guys, I got things to do. I have things to do. I can't be in tree pose all day. Like, give if me you a dog t- or something. Give me a downward. If you have time for. Dog. If you have time for yoga, you have dog. time for cheat treat pose, all right? Give me a double give me a double dog with extra chili. Um and some onions. So bringing it back to it, I think Pat and Fane is setting himself to be much a much bigger player on the chessboard of this whole wheel of time thing. And he's ready to he's ready to fuck with Rand. By the end of this chapter, he's like call, he's like in his mind, yeah. he's like, I'm coming for you. I'm gonna see you at Tom and Ted or Tom and Ted. And we're gonna do this, mano a mano. I wonder if Pat and Fane ends up as like um, as like a big villain. Like, is he more of a threat than than the Dark One? Is he more of a threat than Basilmon, really? Because he's around so much. I can. It's see- like how in Lord of the Rings. Again, we hate to use Lord of the Rings as a comparison, but here goes. In Lord of the Rings, Sauron is the big bad, but Sauron is that is around more, and he's. In a lot more fights, he's causing a lot more damage technically. Yeah. Than a big eye on the top of a tower. So I'll, I'll do you one I don't better. Know. It could be that I'll do you one better. Uh, Darth Vader and the Emperor. Pat and Fane is kind of like a Darth Vader type. Absolutely. And uh, absolutely. Uh, Balsamon is the Emperor. You know, we'll see him at the last movie, last no. book. So that means that B- that Basilmon then has a secret child, who has a secret child already. Yeah, wow. and they're the most powerful. So that child is the real dragon. Yeah, reborn. yeah. Ray, Rand Ray Thor is going to be the end of this series. Oh no! <laughs> that see, once you position it like that, it makes it sound toxic. It makes it sound not good, and that's bad. Will loves that movie. I hate it. Uh, I don't. I don't want to talk about Star Wars. Yep. Yep. You do. <laughs> ha! <laughs> do do we, should we do a podcast where you and I just talk about Star Wars and just argue about it for two hours? I think we should no, because I will I will beat you. It'll be me just like proving points and you being like, "Fuck!" I will be I will be showing you to your face how broken you are as a human being. That's what you're afraid of. You think I don't know that? No, I know. How I don't think you. I, I don't think you even know. I'll be. A, I don't think I'll put my taint right yet. on your nose. I'll put my fucking taint right on your nose. <laughs> Okay, that's where we're gonna leave I'll this off. That we're getting we're getting too heated up. Uh, that's been everything. One. That's been everything. Steve, do you have anything left that you want to want to talk? Everything.
Listen, everyone, thank you as always for listening. We're really trying to grow our Instagram right now. It is not excelling as fast as the other social medias, and we're tired of it. So if you don't follow us on Instagram already, please go over there. we got lots of good content. Posted a picture of the actor playing Pat and Fane showing his belly button. Ooh, it's very good. You want to see it. So please go follow us there at Chapter by Chapter Podcast on Instagram. And we will see you back here tomorrow for Chapter 12 of The Great Hunt Woven in the Pattern. At this point in the show, I want to show our support for our Gouda Big Cheese Daddy for taking part in our Patreon. Yes, our Patreon executive producer tier. If you would like to become a Gouda Grandmaster, head on over to the Patreon. You can find it in our uh, episode notes in the description and join the ranks of the elite.